Night Whispers. It's a hobby. So what's yours? Resurrection. Night Whispers, June 17, number 171. Lady Liberty and the rule of lesser men. And your dream word is obey. Deuteronomy 20, 15 to 43 reads, But it shall come to pass, if you do not of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. The alien who is among you shall rise higher and higher above you, and you shall come down lower and lower. He shall lend to you, but you shall not lend to him. He shall be the head, and you shall be the tail. Today in 1855, the Statue of Liberty, that most famous gift from France to the USA, arrived in New York Harbour on board the French frigate Isere. It was poet Emma Lazarus, a forerunner of Zionism, who also argued for the creation of a Jewish homeland, who, in a bid for the pedestal that the statue would rise upon, wrote the sonnet, The New Colossus. This same poem, which in 1903 was placed on a bronze tablet to the interior wall of the pedestal, intertwined itself with the spirit of Lady Liberty and has been united to her ever since. It reads as follows, Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land, here at our sea-washed sunset gate shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name Mother of Exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome, her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbour that twin cities frame. Keep, ancient lands, your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. And so she did, but not today. The high idealism and the melting pot phenomenon that was the United States is now bubbling hot and boiling over. Britain is no different, for we, the centre of the Commonwealth, opened our doors long since this day I write, and most recently, Europe, long since gripped with Berlin Wall falling fever, has dropped its borders, and like a half-cut drunken cook, has taken the frying pan by the handle and shaken the five-bean chilli into one obnoxious mess. It is not economics, colour or race that ferments our country-stewing conflict, but rather the clash of cultures and their deep religious roots. For a man's belief system shapes everything he touches, from artefacts to architecture, from politics to paintings, and from recipes to relationships, yes, even from tabletop to tongue. When the inviting culture is swamped and swallowed up, when the cuckoo in the nest becomes the reigning king, then it will always kill the hatchlings and steal the worm from the 
the mother's mouth. I wonder if the principles drawn from the nation-poisoning spittle of the great cursings of Mount Ebal might be applied to Britain, Europe and North America today, in that we've been grossly disobedient to God's known commandments and statutes, failing to serve him with joy, gladness and thankfulness of heart, for our once golden doors of hope have most obviously now become the broken gates of foreign invasion. That's not racism, that's fact. It is not only the continued recruitment of hate crimes officers to hundreds of hate crimes units around the country that makes the future look bleak for us Bible-believing Christians, but in 2008 I read that respected statistical projections for church attendees in Britain in just 40 years' time is less than 900,000 people. Attendees, that is, not born-again Christians, just overall attendees. Unless God visits us with true conviction of sin and real conversion to Christ the King, then I wonder if everything else that is going on in the church at present will be considered by the future remnant to be nothing but a circus sideshow, a silly distraction, and even the deception of a dancing devil. I wonder. For my brethren in Britain, I must inform you that now is the time to decide how you'll live in not only a post-Christian country, but an ever-increasing anti-Christian one. Concerning the nation and our church, all our gates are broken down. We're overrun, swamped, swallowed, pitiful, poor, blind and naked. The church of the living God refuses to remove its sphincter-shrouded head from its own seemingly safe intestines and have its eyes washed out with eye salve. This rectum oblivion is nothing short of demonic. Our leaders have nothing to offer but tickets for seats at a three-ring circus where howling Christians buzz like fat flies all lying on their backs whilst kicking their legs in the air and the invitation to the ever-diminishing youth of our increasingly small church nation is to form a band and make an mp3. Our foundations are fractured beyond repair. A complete rebuild is required. Tell me, what part will you have in that? It is now 2020. Twelve years since I first penned this wee devotion. The truth of it makes me weep. Multiculturalism has failed, and the beginnings of that failure are only beginning to manifest itself among us. I say again, this so-called civil unrest is just the beginning, cannot be healed. I fear as well that we are going to war, and our lack of a focused cultural centre will lead to anarchy at home. This needs preparing for. This needs planning for. This needs praying for. Prayer for our nation, the proclamation of the gospel to all men, and the practice of sacrificial love towards the family of God must become once again the concrete base for the starry pedestal upon which we, heavenly Zionists, erect the statue of a true Christian liberty, even Jerusalem above, which is free. Maybe if we do that, we can rightly say to all those within our broken gates, Come, all you tired, you pitiful, you poor, you huddled and sin-burdened masses yearning to breathe free. Come, all you wretched refuse upon this teeming shore, heavenless and homeless, tempest-tossed before the gates of hell. See Christ lift his light before his open golden door. Christian, I must tell you, prepare to suffer for righteousness' sake. Prepare to even be martyred for your faith. But do not fear such a death, but rather fear to kneel to madness and the insanity of the leaving of your children to the rule of lesser men. Listen. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you and pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed, because you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. 
because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Therefore you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in need of everything. And he will put a yoke of iron on your neck until he's destroyed you. Deuteronomy 28, verse 45 to 49. Pray with me, please. Jesus, please wake up your people. Then, Lord, help us to love our neighbors in passionate prayer, in truthful proclamation, in powerful practice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, and let it be so. Hello, Victor Robert Farrell here. Night Whispers is a ministry feature of the 66 Books Ministry, where we're teaching the world about the God of the whole Bible and his only begotten Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. This 21st century applicable Bible teaching is what we do each and every day, and we cannot do it without your help. So I would like to invite you to go to www.give66.com and make a one-off or regular donation today. It would be so greatly appreciated, and it would continue to help us teach the whole world about the God of the whole Bible. So once again, please make your donation today at www.give66.com. That's give66.com. And thank you so very much.